Welcome back to the Dealer Dad Podcast here on episode number 56, Dad. And for the 56th time, we get to do this again and again and again. And so in this Monday Married Man, welcome. Thank you. And uh, although we're not on track as far as being a Monday, you know, today happens to be Wednesday <laughs> of the same week. But uh, due to the commitments that we were facing and um, we had to, you know, comply with, um, we had to sacrifice a little bit of time and, and, but we're here. We're here. And I guess that's one of the things that I, I guess, really appreciative that we're here. We get to do this, um, on a weekly basis and it's, it's gotten more surreal, I guess, as the week's gone on, things yes. have changed, things have developed and evolved. Um, but I think now we're, we're just gonna run with it, take it run with what we have and, and move <laughs> forward with it. So I'm excited. Yes, indeed. And, and of course, this um, season two, you know, has its little surprises and perks and all of the above. But it's pretty much um, accomplishing also our goals uh, that, you know, it has to do a lot with that, too, mm-hmm. because we've been trying to um, improve certain areas. And in doing so, um, it takes everything. Yeah. You know, it, it, it takes time, money, space, energy, you name it, you know. And uh, sometimes um, we have to still keep up with life and with the things that are surrounding us and the things that surprise us from life itself. And, and we, we, like you say, we move forward. And I think this is this is part of um, our nature. And, and ever since, you know, we started, we said that we've been very transparent on, on how we're doing things and and why we're doing things and and basically who we are telling the story and uh we've gotten busy people and but thank you for joining us thank you for being part of us today and um although you may be right now live watching us or perhaps you uh pretty much looking into the idea of um later on putting on this podcast so Today happens to be Monday Married Man, and I think that that today um, it, it's pretty uh, Im- impressive. Uh, it, it to me it, it's very um, rewarding because I stumbled into an article that I want to share during this podcast. And um, although you're going to be doing most of the reading, <laughs> um, it, it, it's something that you know, made me realize what the, the dad of nowadays, you know, I'm 60 and I I feel for younger dads. Um, I feel for younger dads who are either beginning um, or somewhere, you know, with uh, elementary kids or, or perhaps with middle school kids, young people, or perhaps high school. You know, because it's it, it is our different world. It, it is a different world, and and this article kind of woke up all, all of that in me. And I said, I need to share this. Um, I know that uh, this this particular magazine that we receive under the Knights of Columbus, known as the uh, the Columbia. Um, I, I think that uh, the Columbia magazine brings a lot of wonderful things and ideas and. And I'm hoping that, you know, my brother and I take advantage of it. But I, I needed to, to, to share this with a married man because there's an article in there um, that is basically for 
it, it's, it's Fathers for Good, and it's entitled Guide and Protect. And uh, Gabriel, let me see if I can get his right, you know, his last name, um, Gabriel uh, Somarriba. He's a, a doctor of psychology, and, and of course, he's also an honorable brother, uh, Casey, uh, Brother Knight. And he, he, he wrote this article, and, and I want to bring it to light because uh, it helps that married man who is a dad and who is a young dad. Because, again, he, he talks about certain things that are so dear to our hearts, but at the same time so dear to the, to the reality of so many people that are dealing with um, kids, uh, young, young teenagers, um, teenagers themselves, and, and young adults. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, this particular um, article that we're going to dive in, you know, has a lot to share. It's not big. It's, you know, uh, pretty much almost a, a page long, but uh, it gives a lot of insight. Yeah. I mean, I think it's anytime we get a chance to hear a perspective as to how to be better in anything, it always helps. But then here we're focusing on the dad. We're focusing on being a better father, being a better uh, husband. And I know we're going to tap into the role of the mom as well. And so I, I really find it interesting that things like these are still being published. Like they're always continuing to lend that helping hand to those who might seek it, fight, might need it. Right, right. And I, and I think that, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll unfold it uh, also into motherhood and into the role of, of, of uh, the wife, okay, the mother. Um, we'll look into that as well. But I want to dive in so we can start with the actual um, article. And, you know, I, one of the things that was very surprising is the title. It really captured my attention because as, as dads, we usually have this very much not only behind you know, our thoughts or on the forefront, but, you know, it's something so heavy. Uh, again, it's entitled Guide and Protect. And I think that as, as husbands, um, we take that very, you know, seriously with, with our wives. And then the role intensifies when we become dads. And, and it's, it's, um, it's a matter of waking up on what the, the modern dad, you know, goes through. So um, I'm going to have you, you know, um, as I say, you know, here we're very transparent. And Beto and I normally, uh, since we're telling our story, we, we share the spot. We share the spotlight at the moment. And, you know, I have divided this, um, this article in, in, into a little bit of a color code. And we're going to start with the blue, going to the yellow, then a little bit of orange, red, and then the baby blue. And it, it shares a little bit about how um, Dr. Gabriel, you know, goes into, you know, the responsibility of, of who we are as a husband and who we are as a father, as a dad. Mm -hmm. So do you want to give uh, the first introduction, the blue part? So it says guide and protect. Fathers must safeguard their children from modern dangers with loving discipline and spiritual leadership by Gabriel Somarriba. Years ago, I saw a U.S. Marine Corps poster that showed a drill instructor glaring at a recruit under the words, we don't promise you a rose garden. That poster could apply to fatherhood in the 21st century. As a clinical psychologist, I see many fathers struggling to balance marriage, 
children, and a career. They are stretched thin and worn out, dazed and confused. Is there anyone out there who can serve as a guide? You know, and it's a very profound question, especially this year. You know, Beto, you, you, you said it so, um, you know, so special and, and, and so very rewarding that it, it's a perfect year of what we were facing and we still are because under the blessings of Father McGivney and, and what the church has recognized in him, in one more step closer to the sainthood and then enjoying the actual year, the, the year of St. Joseph. Uh, it, it's a combination that really um, pretty much answers to that, yeah. right? And and I think that it, it's the right time. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to bring this uh, this article to light before us in the, during this podcast, because it gives us the opportunity for, for us as dads, for us as husbands, okay, to be able to, you know, pause and look at your guide. Pause and look at your protection, okay? So there's a more of an insight. Now the yellow part. So fortunately, Catholic dads have a model more effective than any drill instructor. We have St. Joseph, the prayerful warrior. The litany of St. Joseph acclaims him as Joseph most prudent, zealous defender of Christ, and terror of demons. Titles that remind us as modern fathers of the need to lead wisely and protect our children. Now, you have a lot of experience because you've been, you know, uh, researching a lot into St. Joseph and, and the sainthood and all these titles. And as a matter of fact, you even have a song that, that you have put out. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. So I was very fascinated with the book of Consecration of St. Joseph by Father Calloway. And I remember having it not this year, but last year. And I I dove into it and it was it was it was intimidating in the sense that you're you're hearing for St. Joseph in a very profound way for the first time. Mm -hmm. You know? Um and Father Callaway explains really beautifully like why the reason his theology has kind of taken a while, you know. And, and more so it's just in a nutshell, because at the time Jesus was talking about his heavenly father, if St. Joseph was around, it would have been confusing. So that's why the church eventually developed that theology and, and it kind of came to form. And now with the consecration of St. Joseph, uh, I was really familiar with the, the, the life of consecration because of Our Lady, where I was able to do several consecrations. And so diving into St. Joseph, it was just like every page was like, oh, I didn't know this. This is so good. You go to the next page, oh my gosh, this is even better. And you go to the next page and so forth. And so one of the things that struck me the most is the litany of St. Joseph that mentions these particular um, attributes. St. Joseph, most prudent, um, zealous defender of Christ, to of demons, to name a few. And pillar families, model of workmen are, are a few more. And it was just really um, impactful for me. It was really something that struck the heart and... And it's hard because you want to model that. You want to be the best. You want to be the best you can be as a man. But then the world, the flesh, and the devil are at you at every single step of the way. And they're always yeah. tempting you. And it's hard to right. it's hard to live up to that standard, you know, because of all these distractions, of all these things. And even in, in our own faults that we just, we want to, we desire it, but sometimes we come up short. Or 
a lot of times we come up short. And I know for me, I've come up short a lot. I've struggled to live up to the model from Joseph. But I'm glad at least there's a guide. There's a guide in a sense I could always fall back into that. You know, it's like whenever you're trying to go learning something new, you always fall back to what you already know, built on it, and then make it better. And so that's where the song came in that I wanted to express in my own in the best way that I could, which is through song. And the title is Also in Joseph. And it runs through just his heroic virtues, his heroic actions, his heroic and pure love for Our Lady and for Jesus. And it culminates with simply asking him, just take my hand and lead me to Jesus and Mary. And take my hand and help me to be a saint. Because I know that this world that we live in is not easy to do that. Because of bodily destruction, because the world of flesh and the devil are at you every single day, every single moment. And it's a daily and sometimes even hourly decision to follow Christ in the way that St. Joseph did. And so that's why for me, it's, it's, it's one that I have to constantly look back to. Because again, there's moments where you just fall astray. There's moments where you just don't want to. You just, there's moments where you don't realize that you're not pulling your weight. And I think for me, it's like it was like an eye-opener this week that I just, okay, this is, I'm glad we're talking about this. Because it's a reminder, not just for me, but I think for all of us that we have a guide and we have a protector who's helping up. Help, helping us be that guide and be that protector. And, and I think that um, the first title that that is mentioned in, here in this article for St. Joseph about being prudent, um, to be prudent is to also have pretty much the, uh, the gift of wisdom. And, and to obtain the gift of wisdom, pretty much, of course, it's given to us in the uh, Sacrament of Confirmation. But here... In St. Joseph, to be prudent um, has a lot of meaning for us who are husbands and fathers and dads, even grandfathers. And I think that the, the, the prudent in us, especially as a grandfather, you know, uh, elevates, comes to this, uh, this experience, you know, that, that, that a grandfather gains out of his life. And I think that wisdom matures to a level that now there's he's wise on, on, on choosing his words mm -hmm. he's wise on responding or acting and not so much as to reacting on things that we normally do as dads you know mm -hmm. especially a young dad but i think that for us to be prudent is something that um we we need to really take it to heart mm -hmm. because um it's the first thing that in the article they, they, they share about St. Joseph, but at the same time, it's something that is hard to do. It's hard to do because, um, as you mentioned, we have all these distractions and temptations that are um, constantly before us, yet we need to find um, that wisdom, how to handle them, how to deal with them, uh, how to conquer them. And, and at the same time, um, in being that, that wise, it is important for us to also have this gift of being prudent. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, some people say, well, this is the way I am. I just tell how it is. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> great. Fantastic. I applaud you. Great. 
I'm not taking anything away from you. I'm not being sarcastic. However, you know, things could be better. Yeah. Okay. Things could be better. And if, if we look into the life of St. Joseph and what he had to do and how he had to guide and protect, man, I mean, God really selected someone who he had to trust in mm -hmm. because he didn't put any avenger power <laughs> into him, yeah. you know, but he had to take him for who he was and trusted that he was going to respond to his love. And that was incredible. And we're come, we're going to come back to him in a few minutes, but you know, it continues now when talking about the old Testament, uh, a little bit more about understanding our faith. So it is easy to misunderstand the old Testament of, Ad admonition, sorry. He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who, he who loves him is diligent and disciplines him. That's Proverbs 13, verse 24. This is not an endorsement of corporal punishment. A good shepherd uses his rod not to punish his sheep, but to protect them from wolves. And he uses a crook of his staff to retrieve them when they wander. Yeah. And I think that um, that's why you won. We've been talking about it because I've been trying to use that example of that rod of a shepherd, the way it's used. And I even teach you that I'm going to borrow Bishop Tamayo's, you know. <laughs> but um, it, it is important that um, we, we realize that we've been given tools as well. Okay. We've been gifted tools uh, to guide and to protect but we have to make ourselves aware of not only how to obtain them, but how, how to use them. Okay. And I think that as a shepherd, this particular tool, um, it's not to fear, you know, as, as a, the sheep, not to fear the, the shepherd because he has this device or this tool. But on the contrary, it is this tool to defend, you know, when there is danger. Uh, it's a tool to bring closer to, you know, it, it, it's incredible how we need to see the gifts that God has given us. Okay. And be able to use them wisely and be prudent about that. Yeah. And, and I think that um, one of the, the, I think the profound things is that you as a, as a dad, uh, you were a husband first. Mm -hmm. Before you loved your children, you loved her, not as the mother of my children, but as my wife, mm -hmm. my soulmate. And I give myself under the same elements of protecting and guiding her as a husband. Same thing we see in St. Joseph. Because in him, not only was the son of God, Jesus, trusted to him, but also his mother. And, and when he comes to the wife of St. Joseph, yes, it's Mary. But Mary is no more as the spouse of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And, and that really is, you know, it, it's talk about the ego of the man. Talk about, you know, how I feel that, wait a minute, no. Yeah. But it was the understanding of love and obedience to God out of love to be able to fulfill what was being asked from him.
So we as husbands, we are asked to fulfill ourselves in that capacity. We as dads, uh, as fathers, we've been asked to fulfill ourselves in that capacity as well. And when it comes to the point of, you know, fulfilling ourselves as grandparents, grandfathers, you know, we have our duty there. One thing that I, I also want to uh, bring in is to fulfill our responsibility and duty with love when it comes to father-in-law. Okay? Because there you have to learn to share who you have with. You know, and to me, it, it has already occurred, okay, with my personal sons-in-law, okay, and, and and moving closer to the possibility, you know, of daughter-in-law, okay. But I think that this particular um, write-up, this article, starts to explore and, and open our minds and our hearts and our souls to be able to make us aware of what we have and, and who we have. I think that that is something that I've been trying to kind of wake up in our parents, especially with Laredo ISD in having our parental skills and development courses, because we have experienced a pandemic that has changed our lives, not only as we knew it before, but as we know it now. And we have uh, the, the famous words that at the beginning of the pandemic, a, a new normal was coming. It's here. It's here. And we have come back to something that we recognize, other things that we are recognizing on top of it. And I, I think it's going to go into an into uh, The article itself is going to move into something that you guys are more familiar. I've always have disliked that. So go ahead and give. <laughs> you'll see. Today's predators are even more dangerous than actual beasts. For example, harmful social media apps, pornography, Excessive time spent on video games and we as companions all can corrupt the soul. Yet, some fathers today throw their kids to the wolves by not paying attention to what they are doing online or with their friends. Children and teens are not prepared to handle the toxic aspects of a constant peer-to-peer interaction of social media. They need parents to set limits like no calling or texting after 8 p.m. I remember that. <laughs> no one should or have no one should have access to children late at night to your children late at night this is when i this is when the i hate you texts are often sent stinging barbs that wound vulnerable psychs while parents sleep and you know beto that you know you guys have always enjoyed and like any other young kid you know going to video games and all that stuff to me it was never attractive mm -hmm. uh, to me it was like a, a waste of time and i kind of understand uh, father mike smith mm -hmm. when he says about he can't you know he has a hard time going to see a football game yeah, <laughs> you know he has a hard time going to see a sport during the day when the day is so beautiful that i can you know, i can be doing that i can be, I can be doing that instead of watching other people enjoy themselves yeah I, I can really relate to him when it comes comparing that into the video games mm -hmm. you know and for the longest time um the the only i can't even remember um the only game that I found some joy in doing this was the Pac-Man. 
when he came out the very first time, mm -hmm. it was that slow. And so am I. And also the the one that had like uh, Galaxy that you like shoot you would shoot yeah. down you know there was going and that was because of the Playmore that mm -hmm. we used to hear have here in Laredo okay towards the west of Laredo we would go out there the Playmore because it was a center that you had all these machines all these games you had a skating ring you had a, a place to go see the movies you had uh, a couple of stores that would sell items. Okay. You also have a little snow snack place here and there, and you also had bowling. Mm -hmm. Okay. So play more, not as we know it, the one that is here, because it doesn't compare to what used to be there. But um, I think that, you know, it, it kind of entices us to kind of move into things. And, and right now there is danger, you know, there's concern. Uh, I, you know, there's a worrying about everything that has been exploited, uh, how people with a, a, a bad heart, bad intention, evil intention uh, on, on harming uh, kids and, and, and young people. We as parents, you know, as dads, and I really, you know, I, I care for this young dads. I care for these young moms, these young families, because these new dangers are far more. I mean, we locked our doors, we locked our windows for the sake of, of a more secure place in our homes. Yet, to this different, you know, uh, means of technology, um, we allow them to come in. Yeah. Okay. And it's sad because we have stories and stories and stories of people that have gone a real sad, bad experience, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and this has, um, has woken up on, on me on, on praying harder, yeah, uh, praying more for our young people, because it, it's incredible what our young families are going through. And, and, and I pray to God that to give them this prudence, to give them this guidance, to give them this strength and, and fortitude to have this protection over their loved ones or over their families. And it, it's, it's something that I think, I, I think that's why it kind of struck a chord with me, mm -hmm. this particular article, mm -hmm. because I can identify myself on, on what I've seen lately with some families. Yeah. And one of the things that I, and I'm here pulling up something because I want to, I want to share this. One of the things that, that is mentioned that I don't think we talk about too often. And I know it's something that we, that we, that I guess is the reason why we're going to talk about it. But at the same time, it's like, we need to talk about it is the vice of pornography in the sense that um, here, just real quick, some stats that I want to share with you. just because again, we're talking about guiding and protecting. And one of the biggest things that are infiltrating the minds of the hearts of children as you know, you really young as we'll find out, is the vice of pornography and one of the things that i found really staggering is that the average age of like the, the first internet exposure is like at the age of 11. okay and you're talking about locking doors you're talking about locking windows and all these things yet the intruder is not outside it's within right nine out of ten children ages of eight to 16 have viewed pornography on the internet mostly unintentional so a lot of these hiccups come in unintentional you know and I just want to share that with you because I just, again, you feel for the young families because everything that they're exposed to, 
everything that, that they have to go through, everything that they have to um, really fight against. That's why I really mentioned and I harped on that the world of flesh and the devil are at it every day, every day, every day. And it takes, I remember hearing Father Larry, Father Larry Richards, he said that as a man, you have to stand up to the devil, like as husbands and dads, telling the devil, you have to get through me first before you get to my wife and kids. And it's like, man, that's, that's what we need to do. Specifically mm -hmm. now more than ever. Yeah. And that has to do with, you know, what are they watching in the internet? What are they, uh, what are they being exposed to? What videos are they watching? What games are they playing? Um, because all of that attributes to carry on behavior. They're, um, how they think, how it shapes their mind, and, and what, they, what they allow themselves to be exposed to. Right. And, and, and those of us who are involved in, in, in ministry, who are involved with um, children or, or, or youth ministry, uh, when it comes to not only the Catholic Church, but all um, different you know, religions, they have some type of a safe environment program to help them identify, to help them protect, to help them keep safe um, our young kids because uh, it filters in. And, and, you know, many times there's a lot of uh, talk about, you know, they should be more careful and they're supposed to be, you know, more monitoring things and, and always wanting for everybody else to police everything. And it's happening in your own home. Yeah. Okay. And, but, you know, we, we kind of, you know, well, <clears throat> you know, we have to, you know, take that responsibility as well. Mm -hmm. And in within any, any of the uh, safe environment training, um, be it at, in church level, be it I, at, at education level, in the school system, it's there for us to continue finding ways how to guide and protect our children and young people. Mm -hmm. And again, it, it's a task that we need to somehow, some way, you know, become much better on it. Okay, and, and, and this article, again, has pretty much uh, moved me to that point of, of seeing and understanding why we have these things, mm -hmm. you know, and, and how we can protect ourselves from the bad things that, that not necessarily are outside. Yeah. Can already be inside your home. Exactly. So we're, we're going to move into an area where it, it, now it requires the action of the dad to be able to make a difference. So, video game marathons bring their own problems. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I frequently hear from parents that online gaming is the only way their sons see, quote, see their friends. A common excuse before the pandemic that's even more prevalent now. But online gaming is different from playing in person. And by the way, I would take the hide and seeks and you know, tags <laughs> and, you know, all that stuff over video games. But anyways, um, pro profanity-laced communication is the norm. And the virtual environment encourages binging, disrupting schoolwork and sleep. Perhaps fathers themselves play, play too many games, play too many video games, or spend too much time on their smartphones. Or maybe they spend too much time at work. Right. There's a song that uh, Franco De Vita um, put out some years back. 
y se llama No Basta. No basta by Franco de Vida. The original video that he had before, oh, it was powerful. It was awesome. They kind of uh, tweaked it. They have a new video uh, for that song now. But uh, the old version of that old video was very powerful because it was exactly describing the lyrics of that song. And the lyrics of that song, No Basta, uh, No Basta, it's not enough. Okay, it's not enough by Franco De Vita. And again, nowadays you can grab a song and you can translate it because he has that option. And uh, those those of us who you know are, are hard to read Spanish, you want uh, the lyrics in English. I mean, you can you can read it like that. But it's so powerful that particular uh, song. If you you can listen to it, you're more than welcome. I mean, download it. it it's in YouTube. It's everywhere. And of course. If he has a video, I'm hoping that it's the original video. But both videos are good. I, I do. I'm biased on the first one. But um, it's an opportunity for us to see ourselves that many times the one of the, the main focuses of this song is that no basta. We many times we say to our kids, this is why I'm working so you can have what you have. And it, it, it's really in a way a cup out. And we discover that when we have our own presentations, we have the own, um, we give ourselves that time to evaluate what am I really doing with my sons and daughters? Yeah. Okay. And going off and being responsible for providing, that's only part of it. That's not all of it. Mm -hmm. And many times we want to have enough of what we're gaining to be able to give them more. And we can buy their love like that yeah. and, and you know sometimes uh again all these temptations and all these um things that are that are attacking us uh, they deceive us from the truth yeah. and, and we fall into that and and it's sad mm -hmm. so to to our young dad to our young fathers you know they they, they have their work cut out you know much worse than when I had it with you guys when you were younger, yeah. you know, um, my, my greatest strength was your mom mm -hmm. because we partnership to where we had a plan. This is our foundation. This is how we're going to do it. Okay. And many times we had to help each other up, you know, pull each other up literally to be able to meet that foundation. And of course we weren't popular with you guys. Mm -hmm. You know, we weren't popular. We we got the faces, we we got the the rolling eyes, and we got the slamming at the doors, and we got all those stuff. But it was part of that formation that we had to, you know, that we we saw it necessary at the time to do that. Yeah. And I think that you know now after right now we're we're I'm you know living through my my 30th month of your mom's passing. And again, I've said this, that from the 25th of the month up to the first of the month, all, you know, going, taking her to the hospital and she passing on the, on, on the ICU uh, room and, and then preparing for the funeral service and actually having our last goodbyes physically. She's staying at the cemetery and I'm coming back home. Um, You know, from the 25th to the 1st is always for me a uh, a hard time 
And, and right now it happens to be that it's, it's the anniversary of the 30th, the 30th month, okay, of her passing. And the 30th was very important to us because when Raquel and I um, started to, to courtship and empezamos de novios, one of the things that um, I, I did was that the month of October, you know, ironically, in the month of October, I gave her a promise ring. And it was an opal because that was the closest that I could afford for a pearl. Because in talking to one another, we both found ourselves that God had gifted us, had gifted us with so much love for one another that we had found, in a way, Jesus in us, God in us. We found that pearl. And went out there and sold everything we had to obtain that pearl. And that pearl is so valuable for us. So the 30th, which happens to be the, the pearl anniversary, when we, we celebrated our, um, our pearl anniversary, you know, I gifted her with all these pearls. And we were there at the Golden Corral. And, and, and she was, you know, she was all... You know, she didn't want to move because she had her ring that had a pearl. She had her earrings that had a pearl. She had her necklace that had a pearl. She had a, a bracelet that had a pearl. And she was like, oh, this is too much. Mm -hmm. And they were authentic pearls. I had to save some money, you know, with time because I knew that that was the important part. So to us, the 30th was a very meaningful because we have found love that God had given us on that pearl, okay, yeah. and that symbolism of it. And of course, we have a pearl among us, you know. Rita means like a pearl. And, and it's incredible how she has taken on a task of loving the family and not necessarily taking the role of a mother, but some of us see her dedication as such, you know, and to me, that's a gift of God. You know, that's the pearl that we continue to treasure and, and enjoy. So this particular time, you know, it, it weighs heavy, it has its gravity, this, this 30th month anniversary of her passing. And, and I put it on Facebook. Uh, I shared it. And, and I, I think I, I didn't make myself that clear because everybody was given a, a happy anniversary. And no, no, it's that a happy anniversary. You know, our anniversary is in July you know, on the 17th. That's when we got married. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm the one that did not explain myself on it. I was just comparing that in, in our marriage journey. Okay. That 30 had meant a lot to us. All right. And and now this particular days, this 30th month anniversary, you know, has its 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 power, its beauty, its love. And, and I think that uh, I think that's why this is more moving. Yeah, because I miss that support. Mm -hmm. I, I miss that to continue. And, and now I have to do it spiritually and I'm learning how to do that. Yeah. Right. I'm learning how to do that. But um, I, I like I told, you know, the group of parents yesterday uh, at La Muela uh, 
parent class and, and then later on to a group of adults for catechism. You know, I, I love my wife. I continue to love my wife. And I think that love is sustaining me on what God has given us as, as, as a gift. So the, the 30 of this pearl expression has a lot of meaning on that. And I think that if we look into what God has given us it, it, and realize it and give it its value, it starts changing. Because we have so many things that God has given us and has gifted us with that we need to recognize that we have them and learn how to use them. Yeah. That's the hardest thing, to just learn that you have these gifts of the Holy Spirit, you have these fruits, and yet I guess sometimes we just forget that we do and we don't utilize them. We don't ask for them. We don't try to enhance them with our daily activities, our daily duties. And it's hard because you want, again, you you, you want to, everyone who, everyone seeks God yeah. in their own way. As a, I know this is like so out of left field, but as Matt Frado once said, um, someone who enters a, a brothel is looking for God. Now, I know it's like we're out there, but it kind of has to do with what we're talking about. Um, and it's just like this reality that we're all looking for God and what we're trying to do and what we want to do. Yet sometimes we, we forget how that looks like or how, yeah. how to get there. Right. Because we've going back to one of the episodes, we've forgotten who we are. Right. And so before we continue, I just want to touch base on, on the last sentence that, that says, or maybe they spent too much time at work. Uh, there was a video that I saw and I'm going to paraphrase a video of, this dad who is constantly working and this little girl probably might maybe anywhere between seven to seven years old or so um she would i'm assuming she would get some type of allowance and i remember she was she, she asked her dad how much he made an hour and he's like oh this much whatever and the guy apparently had a good job and i don't know what and then finally it gets to the point where she's you know she wants to hang out with dad but that's always on the move and whatnot and Finally, she kind of pulls him aside and she gives him this money. And the dad's like, oh, what's this? It's like, well, you you work this much for an hour or you earn this much of an hour. Can I buy an hour from you, for you, from you to spend time with me? Yeah. And it's like the reality that sometimes constantly too busy, right. too busy. And, and, it, and, 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 it's, and it shows and I, and I kind of relate to that in the sense that sometimes we can get very busy and we can lose sight of what's important and we can lose sight of what's what we ought to give more value to. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it's all of us. And I, I think it's, I know for me, it's, it's, it's been very difficult to, to manage that because I think sometimes it's just like, oh, but you want to thinking that what your, your mindset is going to be where it should be. But in reality, it's like, no, you're missing the big picture. Yeah. And so I think it's, and that, again, we speak for all of us here that I think at some point we, we've done that. Yeah. Yes, we have. So go ahead and continue. A 2013 study found that a correlation between men working more than 55 hours a week and sons being more prone to disobedience, aggression, and poor emotional regulation. Here too, St. Joseph gives an example, not only the, of the dignity of work, but also its proper role in our lives. Work hard, yes. But don't neglect your family. 
And I think that um, one, one of the beauties of, of St. Joseph um, is that, you know, there was, when I saw this St. Joseph, um, I've always seen standing carrying Jesus. Mm -hmm. But the first time I laid eyes on this St. Joseph, you know, sleeping, he made the whole sense of the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because in scripture, we all know that it is through his sleeping that God would speak to him. Okay. And I think that more importantly, he would wake up. He was a man of action. He was a doer. So he guided and, and protected when he would wake up. And I think that we as husbands, as, as, as fathers, dads, grandfathers, father-in-laws, uh, godfathers, you know, everything. We need to wake up. Yeah. We need to wake up because right now we have to be alert. Mm -hmm. and, and we have to guide with that same love that we've been given the example from St. Joseph. We need to protect the best way without being prudent, being wise, but having that love intention that yeah. God has given us to, to do so. I think today, even more so, I think we mentioned it from the start that I know today is Wednesday, but I, I really love how God gets to continue to work all that stuff. In the sense that today we celebrate the archangels. That's right. And so what better way to guide and protect than by asking the intercession of the archangels than Michael specifically for, you know, when we said St. Michael prayer, you know, to defend us against the wickedness and the devil. Right. And we ask him to protect us, to defend us, to guide us. Um, well, more to protect than anything else. And St. Gabriel, the archangel, who is the messenger of God, who I want to say was even the angel who told Joseph, hey, listen, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Right. And he's that message that we need. And then finally, St. Rafael, I think he's the guide, the, the, the healer as well. Right. That is constantly helping us in our pilgrimage to heaven. And he's our guide. And so I think today is like perfect with this particular article with the archangels that we can seek their guidance, their help, their protection, their intercession so that we can actually become the man that we were created to be. Yeah. And, and we have the other archangels as well that, that play a major part in, and that's homework. Okay. Look into them because we can even have one for each season of the year. Mm -hmm. Because there's a meaning for it. But at the same time, there there's others that uh, it's interesting that their names. Okay, and, and when you do your homework, you'll find out. Mm -hmm. and so yeah, it's just an invitation to to ask the archangels, especially today on a special special occasion, to really ask them for their intercession. As in a couple of days, and about uh, on Saturday, I believe we'll celebrate the feast of the guardian angels. Right. Um, after the feast day of St. Therese, which I know we're enjoying our, you know, today, this week is, is jam-packed filled with awesome saints, just FYI. Yes, yes. Um, so be on the lookout um, for posts about them, especially at our Be Not Afraid apparel on Instagram. There you go. So the next part, and it's a lengthy one. So listen, that's cannot expect their teens to mature without spiritual guidance and loving discipline. While drawing boundaries and enforcing rules will draw immediate backlash, young people benefit when such guidelines are applied with consistency. 
The child will pass through a withdrawal phase toward better behavior and a healthier emotional state. Hmm. Leaving your kid's spiritual formation to your wife, the Catholic school, or the parish is to pretend you can outsource father's, a father's most pivotal role. Children need to see their dad actively involved in their lives and praying regularly with his family. Ultimately, a strong relationship with God will help us build a help us build strong relationships with our children. Developing this close relationship takes consistent time and effort, and there are many obstacles. We can begin by curbing heavy exposure to media and negative peer interactions. Guiding our child through such cultural and social minefields is a crucial step in fulfilling our ultimate mission as fathers, mm-hmm. guiding them to heaven. Yes. So here is a description, as you mentioned, a little bit lengthy, but it's a description of our actions into it. And I think that here I have to bring back uh, what I mentioned about Raquel. I'm mentioning to you now, I'm mentioning you as as the wife and, and as the mother. And perhaps as a grandmother and mother-in-law and godmother, because your role is in partnership with all of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's in partnership with all of this. And, and I think that we, we need to um, look into the role of the wife. Look into the role of the mother. And when we have a father, dad, husband, who is prudent, he knows where to place his wife, where she belongs. And, and we also know that many times you cannot talk to her as the mother of your children. She's your wife. Mm-hmm. And many times we take them out of place. Because, again, we're bombarded with all this, you know, negativity and all this uh, craziness, especially in our culture, that there is a lot of that. Um, and and, it, and it's, it's something that we have to wise up. It's something that, you know, as husbands, you know, dads, fathers, grandfathers, godfathers, father-in-laws, we need to wise up on this one here because we need to take our place as well. Okay. To take our place as well. And, and, and if we fulfill the role that we're called to, because it really, you're called to do that. It's, it's, it's a vocation. Okay. Answer to it. Uh, and I believe that for those of us who have undergone the actual sacrament of holy matrimony, who have undergone the actual sacrament, which is very important to uphold, it's not just the blessing of God. No, no, it's more than that. And I think that uh, what, what I want to concentrate uh, here to, to understand and balance it out is the importance of what happens when you're about to uh, express your, your consentment, there are some questions before the consent in the marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the priest then questions them about three important things. One, share the, their freedom of choice. Okay? That's the first thing that they're going to be asked for. Then fidelity to each other. Mm-hmm. And then the acceptance and upbringing of children, okay? And each one has to respond separately, yeah. okay? 
it's not a joint thing. The both of them are there, you know, bride and, and, and groom, but they both have to answer individually. Mm-hmm. And it, it's something that is very striking. Yeah. Because here the two shall become one. They haven't done so until this has taken place. Yeah. So the very first question, um, it's something that we need to um, take it to heart because if you were to be the priest, Beto, you know, what would you say that first question is? It would say, have you come here to enter into marriage without coercion, freely and wholeheartedly? Let, let's break down those three words. Okay. What's the first one? Coercion. What does it mean? The act of coercing. I have a problem saying this word. Uh, use of force or intimidation to obtain. Such as? Uh, sorry, to obtain compliance. Force or the power of use force in gaining compliance as by government or police force. You know, kind of like really f- in a simple force. Right. It's a force that it's not a, a I'm thinking of the word in Spanish and trying to think. It, it, it's a force not of a curse. It's mm-hmm. not a spell. It's the force to be able to move like the same force that you got to have in faith and say to that mountain, move that way. Mm-hmm. It's that type of force. Yeah. Okay. We many times, again, because of our limitations of our humanity, we immediately go into the negativity of things. Yeah. Okay. And it's oh, it's got to be only his way. No, it's got to be only her way. No, 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 no. You're, you're losing, you know, you're, you're out of it. Mm-hmm. For us to understand that, now we have to understand what freely is. So freely is not under the control of another ah. as one wishes. Okay. Without restriction or interference in copious or generous amounts. So now it's because I want to, yeah. not because I'm forced to. Yeah. Okay. That's God's love. Mm-hmm. That is God's love. And we're putting them into practice when it comes to that matrimony. Okay. And there are some very sick ideas out there that yo por eso no me caso, porque si me caso, no nos va a ir bien. Nos vamos a divorciar como toda la gente que se casa y se divorcia. Yikes. You know, there, there is that illness that, that is portrayed saying, I'm not going to get the sacrament of marriage because, you know, look what happens every time they get married, then they end up being divorced. They're seeing the whole concept in a negative way. Yeah. Not seeing that it's a force of love. It is a force that is going to move me forward, that is going to move me and propel me to be able to grow and, and have. And while all of this is being done out of my own free will, because I love. Yeah. And finally, what's the third word? Wholeheartedly with complete sincerity and complete co- commitment. And that's where we lack many times this reality. So this first question, okay, this first question, um, it's not making you mom or dad. It's making you who you are to be able to make a consent uh, agreement, a consent commitment, but it has to be sincerely. Mm -hmm. So the second question. 
So are you prepared to follow the path of marriage to love and honor each other for as long as you both shall live? And here, this is where I take it to heart. Now that your mom is in heaven, well, I continue. Mm -hmm. Because that's what the question is asking. Yeah. Of course, the church gives me the opportunity, right, to have a... To have another life experience, to have a, you know, fall in love again, all of this. But look at the question. Read it again. Are you prepared as you follow the path of marriage to love and honor each other for as long as you both shall live? I'm still living. Mm -hmm. I'm still committed. I'm still exercising my vows. Okay. And it's harder because it's more in a spiritual dimension that the physical that everybody who has, you know, their, their partners are enjoying each other. Okay. That's why my foundation, sometimes it lags because I need that human touch. It needs that um, reality of what do you think? That was the greatest, you know, profound question. I remember um, when we came from the hospital, uh, to matter of fact, I slept here. And I dose up because, you know, we were there and we saw your mom passed and it was a very emotional and hard for everybody who was present there at the hospital. And then we came home, we got some rest. And I remember waking up and jumping out of the sofa. And I actually stood up and took a couple of steps because I was going to run over to the bed to see how your mom was. That was my first reality check that she was no longer here. And it was a hard, it was a hard experience for me to do that, you know, to have that. Yet I had to start saying to myself, well, this, this is my new now. This is my present. This is where I'm living now. She's not here physically anymore. Later on, uh, we were in the, the back of the hall. Everybody was there because Carlos was changing that picture from pink to blue. Mm -hmm. And while we were doing all of that, as soon as he finished, I turned around and I was going to go into the bedroom back, you know, ask your mom, what do you think? That was my reality. You know? I still have little episodes like that. But now I've learned how to do that on, on, on a spiritual level um, to where I'm learning how to, how to do this. And there's been moments of, mm, I would say, divine satisfaction that God allows me to, you know, have a sense of this. Like the beautiful dream that I had, you know, last night. Uh, night before, I'm sorry. And, and, and it, it, it's powerful be because now I, I'm living this life this way. And the third question. Are you prepared to accept children lovingly from God to bring them up according to the law of Christ and his church? And in each one, everybody or both, each party says, I am. Mm -hmm. yeah. I am. Going back to last week. Okay, I am going back to God. 
And who is God in me? I am. So that means that on, on the questions before your consentment, before your vows, marriage of rights, marriage vows, what happens is that the two are freely understood that they're going to engage, okay, in, in this new life. But then you move into the phase of now you're getting married and the two shall become one. So you go from boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, okay? And now you come into being the husband and wife, okay? But in that same question, on the third one, it invites you to be family. Mm -hmm. So when we see the couples coming out from any wedding, we don't suppose to see, mira los novios, look at the bride and groom, or look at the new Mr. and Mrs. It's really, look at the new family of God. Because, you know, their time and God's time, it's already connected. God knows what's, how many family, how many children they're going to have. What's going to happen in their family? Because of the agreement that they have said, I am. Yeah. I remember you told me years ago, and ever since then, it kind of just stuck with me. And so every time it goes in at a wedding, um, by the way, like it was in strings in case you guys have a wedding or there are all these things. Sorry, promo. Um, every time we go, I go to a wedding and we're sitting there and we're watching the vows right prior to the vows. We're asking, we're watching the questions take place. I remember you saying, and I can't remember when you or where you said it, but you've said the moment that both of them say, I am on that third. I am the family is born. Yes. So I'm always like, I've always paid attention to that moment. It's a big moment. It's a big thing. And I, and I get to see the, the couples, right? And they're answering these questions. And at the moment, like they say that third I am, I'm like, praise God, like a new family is born. Yes. Like the family begins. Yes. And I was just like, man, this is, this is so good. You know? and, on, and on that notion, I bring it up because I wanted to clarify, this is your partnership. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is your partnership under the role of a wife, under the role of a husband, under the role of a mother, mom, under the role of father, dad. This is your partnership that now, you know, work together, come together, love each other. And I think we've said it so many times that the best way to show your kids how much you love them is by loving your husband, by loving your wife. And have them see that. Yeah. Be on the same page. That's one of the things that we always stress to the couples. That my mom, mom, sorry, that mom used to always say that she would always enforce that reality that the best way to say thank you to everybody who attends your wedding, everybody who wishes you the best, everyone who comments in your post, everyone who knows you and wishes you well. I always tell them, it goes beyond any hallmark you can ever give them. You know, <laughs> right. Um, it's to simply love each other fully joyously fully in love right and that's yeah. what I'm, one thing that i constantly share with the couples and it, it's just it, it's awesome to, to see the reaction because they're not expecting it but to be able to hear that okay now okay now we have to do this now we got to partner up together and live this out right because again 
like we talked about earlier, just all the temptations that exist, you know, and, and one of the things that we want to, that we always stress is that you have St. Joseph as a model and Mom Mary as a model. Right. And what better model do you want than them? And and it's, even though it's difficult at times to, to accomplish certain virtues or accomplish certain tasks or just to be more, more like them, it's still there. It's still a possibility. It's still a virtue that can be worked on. Like I tell my students, a virtue is like a muscle. You're not going to get it overnight. Trust me, I've checked. It's not that. I'm, I'm still checking. <laughs> but a virtue is, is a claim by constantly working it out. Right. You got to have a chance to give yourself the opportunity to work it out. And sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll do good. And sometimes you'll skip it because it's like day or whatever cases you skip, you skip a virtue because you don't want to, you know, you want to do it or you want to, for whatever reason. Right. Right. But yeah. you have them as, as a model, St. Joseph, good St. Joseph and Mama Mary. And that's what I always tell the couples. It's, it's in part of the, that little letter that we, that we give to them um, to help them realize that they're not alone in this. They're not alone in this new journey that they're embarking on. They're not alone in what they're going to live. They're not alone in, in the family that they're going to create and that God is in their midst and that St. Joseph and Mom Mary are going to be a constant intercessor for their marriage. As I always try to help them understand that that's the only way you're going to get to heaven is by remembering that they're there. I remember that they're praying for you, but also by emulating their virtues and emulating their love. And, and, and also, uh, in closing on my part, um, right after these questions are the consentment, the consentment kicks in, but I'm not going to go into that. But I, I do want to emphasize that we many times strive to have a perfect family. And by doing that, that's not the, the correct route to go. Mm-hmm. Because in following, you know, St. Joseph, good St. Joseph and our Blessed Mother Mary, we are invited to be a holy family. Okay. Mm. There's that holiness. How do I obtain that holiness? Bring the I am into your lives and become that holy family that you are. Mm But we need to get it to that point. And it, it's 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 never easy. I'm not saying it is because it's it's a constant struggle because of what you're aiming for. Never anybody who had great accomplishments made it easy. They always had adversity that they had to face. They always had trials that they had to go through. Well, same thing is true with desiring to be that holy family that. The world, the flesh, and the devil are going to be constantly trying to disrupt that because of how good or how high you want to attain, how high you want to live, and how holy you want to be. And it's not a bad thing when you strive for it and you fail. It's how you're going to respond to those moments that oh, yes. you do fall. That's my vivid example of life right now. Yeah. Muy juntos. You have it made. You know, Raquel and Carlos Sene. Well, what happens if I take away Raquel? Yeah. So I'm here to face and I'm here to continue that strive in that holiness of the family. 
And um, with God's help and God's love, that I am continues to be. Definitely. And then one of the things that I just want to close off with real quick, just because we talked about it, um, when it comes to, again, we talked about earlier on the podcast, certain vices that have come up and some certain vices that, that exist. Um, one of the things that I just want to close off with is just, again, because it's really important that we that we address it, but then also that you, the listener, just recognize that it exists because this is a vice that has really brought down many families has brought them many marriages and that really has brought down marriages that should have been and never took place and so just one last thing when it comes to the vice of pornography just because it's a big deal right now that slowly the tide is turning now people are starting to be aware of its harms and and big companies are taking action to really counter it and whatnot nonetheless i just want to share with you a few resources that have been beneficial um i know i've personally been able to to use them and to see uh their effect and also have stories of friends or or people that have gone through these uh, resources that it's helped them so one of the biggest things that you want to focus on is is, is an awesome website run by a couple beautiful couple beautiful family that jason and christina everett that they have a website called chastity project and that is a beautiful website that has a lot of answers that we need in today's world but it goes beyond pornography it goes beyond it goes how to stay pure how to how to how to keep our kids pure things like that um and so just I would recommend please go to that website and see their content and really learn how we can have a better, more holy family in that aspect. Um, there's a couple of programs that fight off this vice, programs that are like 25 days or 33 days or whatever the case is. Each program is different. But some of the programs are called, one of them is called Strive. I went to that. I had the privilege to go through that program with uh, a priest friend of mine as my accountability partner and we went through this program together and we were kind of just learning things on the fly but also trying to apply it you know everywhere that we that we did that we went through and strive is from matt fred who is very famous for talking about this is like that was like right. this thing yeah. um so he brings that uh there's an app called overcome who it's basically it's a same similar platform that you can you can use as well as fortify and of course, there's other content blockers that, that exist that you can use. A website called Fight the New Drug is really um, adamant about really protecting our, our young people and everyone really fighting against this vice. And so check their website out as well. And then there's a book that recently has come out, I want to say in the summer, I believe, early summer, called Forged. This is by Jason Everett, the founder and of Chastity Project, and Matt Frad. And it's a 33-day program it's a, that is compiled to a book. And with that book comes videos every day, daily videos that you can watch that are no longer than four minutes. Except for this one, one video that is about 10 minutes long. And what it is, it's, well, I'm not going to tell you because you have to, <laughs> I was about to spill like the beats here. But no, um, I recommend, it's a beautiful video that it's going to empower you and encourage you to fight this vice. Last thing, and this is important. The important thing for all families, and I recommend this to all families. I even encourage it to all the couples, you know, especially those who have kids. Um, Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is a software that helps um, having that accountability into what your children watch online. So it's not so much something to have to be like, ah, I got you, you know, no, no, no. it's something to monitor what they watch. But then when they do veer off or shear off, or maybe it's again, like, like we saw earlier, 
an innocent search and the leading into a you know a site that is very inappropriate you'll get to see all those things you'll get notified and then you can really just sit down and have that talk and say listen okay this is where where do we go wrong or what happened or what do we fall into um because again this is a vice that is destroying many families many marriages and a lot of young people and this is not just a guy thing it's a guy and girl thing that there's been a rise of of, of women in this that have been exposed to this and consuming this and so I just really wanted to share that with you only because if I don't tell you, I don't think you'll come across it. So my hope is that you can use these apps. And again, if you have any questions, any anything that you may have in regards to this, please email us at deliadad at gmail.com <laughs> if you want any more resources. And again, we have all these things. And again, I don't share this because, you know, I've gone through myself. I've, I've used it myself. I've, I've, you know, just because, you know, we think who we are, who we are. It's like, no, we all struggle in, in different vices and different different things, different areas. But it's also something that we want to counterattack and also invite others to do the same. Yeah. And so that's that's want to leave you with that. And so we entrust this to our the archangels as we celebrate them today in this feast of the archangels, Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. And so last thoughts for that before we go. That for the husband, um, Talk to St. Joseph. Pray to St. Joseph. Listen to St. Joseph. As a dad, well, you have his model for him as an example here on earth, but we also have our Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. And he has a son that is very good as well and has been able to nourish us to keep his father's love burning in our being by nurturing us through his body and blood of Christ. And of course, they have a, a friendship in God when it comes to the Holy Spirit to fulfill and reactivate all these gifts that we have in us. We just need to allow these gifts to be burning in ourselves. So stir up your faith. Stir up your love. Don't do it alone. You know, uh, husbands, um, grab hold of your wife, wives, grab hold of your husbands to be able to do this because then parenthood is going to be better. Absolutely. And so that's what I'm saying to you. We're praying for you. Please pray for us and know yeah. that you are loved and we cannot wait to see what God does in your life. And so seek the intercession of St. Joseph and Mama Mary. And I promise you that you cannot astray if you have them as their as your ancestors and so love as they did to have that holy family